Authorized is on Patreon. Head to patreon.com slash authorized pod if you want to support us. For $3 a month, you can help us buy these books. For $6 a month, we'll give you a shout-out on the podcast. And for even more money, you can demand that we read and discuss a certain novelization. Pretty cool. If we get enough listeners, we will start putting out bonus episodes, so tell your friends. Authorized.com. It's not authorized.com. What? Patreon.com slash authorized pod. Authorized Crumbs, a sub-podcast inside Authorized where we renege on our word and do indeed go back and read some books intended for children. But this time, it's on our terms. They're all high school musical. They're high school musical books. And after Ooh. a terribly misguided episode wherein we tried to fit all of our high school musical talk into a tight runtime, which is simply impossible because Andrew thought that we all didn't care about high school musical, but we care so much. Yeah, I, I fucked up. <sighs> anyway, now we are free to discuss this rich, lush universe in as much time as it needs, covering like seven books. Also, none of us read the same book, so that's fun. We're trying a new format, and it might be bad. Can't wait to find out. We are your hosts, a loose coalition of East High enthusiasts. My name is Hannah Blackman. I'm Andrew Marco, and I disagree that we're not taking enough time until we do High School Musical minute by minute. <laughs> And I'm Andrew Overby. Yeah, we'll get we'll get we'll get Blake Howard to come back to do one high minute. We'll all be stoned every episode. It would be great. <clears throat> that I mean, that feels like a, a workable podcast premise. We start off everyone, and we're like, we're on minute thirty-seven of High School Musical, and we've got a nice sativa today. High School Musical stories from East High, Wildcat Spirit. High School Musical, Stories from East High, Poetry in Motion. High School Musical, Stories from East High, Crunch Time. High School Musical, All Access. High School Musical, The Musical, The Series, The Novelization. High School Musical, The Musical, The Series, Wonder Studies. And High School Musical, The Musical, The Series, The Road Trip. Were written by Katherine Hapka, Alice Alfonsi, N.B. Grace, Sarah Nathan, and Katie Costner, Disney Books, and Melissa De La Cruz, respectively. They were published in 2007, 2007, 2007, 2007, 2020, 2021, and 2021, respectively, by Disney Enterprises, Disney Enterprises, Disney Enterprises, Disney Enterprises, Disney Enterprises, Disney Enterprises, and Disney Enterprises, respectively. Our guest today, a writer for Slate, Polygon, Vulture and don't don't pigeonhole her because she could pop up elsewhere. Don't come back to me and be like I found her in a fourth place. Leah Marilla Thomas, how are you doing today? How are you feeling having read a couple of high school musical tomes for this occasion? I'm I'm feeling great. Um, I uh, the number one fan of postmodern masterpiece high school musical the musical the series on Disney Plus. 
um, had a, a great time with one of these novels, a less great time with another, and a short time with both. <laughs> wow. That's the beauty. Yeah. It is kind of amazing to sit down to read a book for this podcast, which is it just always stresses me out because I, I schedule way too many episodes and then like I'm trying to read, you know, a thousand pages in a week. It's nice to sit down and be like, I can read this in an hour. Yeah. And though re reading a television series is also new. I've really been like mixing up the format on this show. First, I had a movie, then I had a play. And now I'm doing I did a season of television. <laughs> which doesn't lend itself to novel structure at all. You'd think it would. <laughs> yeah, the, the, that's always interesting to me when they take an entire season because it's like, depending on the show, I mean, we'll talk to you about your book, but your book, I, I, I am an, a, a newcomer to High School Musical, the musical, the series, because one of the books I read was a sequel to season one or, or takes place between season one and season two. And it seems more long form i mean there are episodes of high school musical the musical the series that don't resolve threads mm -hmm. where they in fact end with cliffhangers so anyway i'll be interested to get into it just wait till you get to the later seasons and what they do or don't do with olivia rodrigo what has she fully like extricated herself from that show somehow despite yes. being the lead yes okay yes. really it took three seasons but yes and i, I think they did oh, it no. kind of gracefully you know, it's okay. I don't need to look at her weird singing face <gasps> ever again. So it's okay. I'm going to start watching this show tomorrow. Uh, that makes me sad because I love all of my children on High School Musical, the musical, the series. Each one is dear to me. We are going to, in this new format, essentially tackle these books in a roughly chronological order. Andrew, Marco, and I have read several books from the High School Musical what was it called? Stories from East High Stories series? Stories from East High. I don't know if and you know this. go to East High. Yeah, Marco, you have the first one. What, why don't you tell us about this this book? Well, I, technically, I have the second one. No, no one read a book called Battle of the Bands, though it is referenced in my book. Stories from East High, number two, Wildcat Spirit. Now, based on that title, I'm not sure if any of you would know this is a book about Spirit Week at East High. It's unclear exactly when this takes place in the timeline because we are still playing basketball. And I thought in High School Musical 1, it was the championship basketball game of the season, but maybe it was just a game. I don't know. Because it appears to still be taking place in the first year of uh, Gabriella and Troy's relationship. They don't know each other as well as they do in High School Musical 2. But Spirit Week at East High is a five-day event which each day has a different theme. We're going to get into them. And then at the end of the week, there is a Sadie Hawkins dance. <gasps> so all the girls have to ask the boys, which creates some drama, as you'd imagine. Um, so the Spirit Week. Who's, now, wait, who's I, feeling dramatic? Who's, who's worried about asking who out? Well, I'll get into it. But okay, all I right. can I mean, imagine the flow. trio I want problems. you to tell me there are five days in the Spirit Week. What do you think the five days are? Ooh. Based on my own spirit weeks, one of them was always pajama day. That's Monday. Hat day. Whoa. Hannah Hat got days, Monday Tuesday. right off the Oh, my God. We got the order already. <laughs> oh, boy. Wait, Tuesday? Hat, Hat day. day. Okay. I feel like one day was always like backwards day where you like wore your clothes inside that out. That was not part of East High's <sighs> tradition. Shoot. Everybody's bottomless. <laughs> no, like a no, school no. colors day. 
School Colors was Friday, which okay. is also mm-hmm. the pep rally. So we got Wednesday and Thursday. What days are what are we missing? Now I famously in my middle school they drew a line down the middle of the hallway to keep people like walking orderly to one side. So I proposed that we did a car day for Spirit Week, and I was shut down. <laughs> I wanted to dress up like a little car and go beep beep. So one of these is, I feel is more obvious. One is not. One is Twin Day. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh the other sure. Is historical Characters Day. That's unusual. Spirit Week. There's a Sadie Hawkins dance. All the girls are asking the boys. Every girl wants to ask Troy, which I find weird because I feel like it's established pretty well yes. by the end of High School Musical that he's dating Gabriella. That they're but, like, this is our chance. <laughs> yes. But yeah. every girl is asking him and he'll be like, no thanks. And then the girl will be like, hey, Jason, do you want to go? And he's like, oh, Jason. yeah, this is my character. I love this. <laughs> um, but Gabriella does not ask Troy immediately. One, because she's freaky genius girl and she's awkward and weird but more importantly she overhears a conversation on sunday that her mother is having about going to new york and having to check with the school and gabrielle is like oh no i'm gonna have to move again oh no so not wanting to ruin troy's spirit week she does not bring this up to anyone except kelsey her confidant her best friend sure um and doesn't like is basically just ignoring Troy. So Troy's sort of like, oh, it's weird. I want to ask Gabriella, but she's not, you know, asking me. This is very strange. And the other dramatic thing is Taylor very quickly asks Chad, and Chad's like, uh, in a moment, babe, I gotta see if any other girls wanna go. What? Yeah. But though to be established, they don't really have any sort of it's not like really until we all, we're all in this together at the end of the first movie that he's even like, hey, you want to go out to like, I don't know, dinner or something? And she says, I think Chad asked me on a date. So they're a newer relationship. I understand he's being shitty and being toxic masculinity like he is. He's a Chad after all. Um, but all of this sort of, you know, we have all these fun shenanigans with PJ Day, Hat Day, Twin Day, Historical Character Day. And the Evans twins are, well, Sharpay specifically wants to win Spirit Queen. So when it's PJ Day, she's wearing, like, one-of-a-kind lace wildcat pajamas and makes Ryan dress as a wildcat to be her stuffed animal. Poor Ryan. And on Hat Day, she wears a scale model of East High on her head. Sure. Twin day, she doesn't go with Ryan. They're twins. <laughs> well, they're initially dressed as some sort of... <laughs> they're literal twins. You'll be surprised. Initially, Ryan and Sharpay are dressed as some sort of culturally insensitive matador characters. <laughs> okay. Uh, which is very out of character for how they are in this franchise. They never do that. Uh, on <laughs> historical character day, they dress up as the founders of East High, Susanna and Jonathan Smith, I'm assuming Mormons. <laughs> Um, and on Friday they wear colors. They, we don't. By that point, there's too much drama. Um, but it all sort of culminates in this thing where at the pep rally, Gabrielle is finally like, "I'm gonna be leaving East High, so fuck it. I'm gonna go ask Troy anyway. I'm gonna enjoy the time I have left." And Troy has already said yes to Sharpay because Sharpay has been gaslighting both of them. <laughs> Classic Sharpay. Sharpay's been like played hard to get. Gabriella, Troy likes that, and then she's being to Troy like Gabriella doesn't want you. So he decides to go to the dance with her, and 
it all sort of culminates at this Sadie Hawkins dance, and you won't believe it. Even though he hasn't been trying at all, Troy, everyone thinks Troy's going to be the spirit king, and Sharpay's been trying really hard, and everyone thinks she's going to be the spirit queen. But at the end of it all, the winners are Zeke and Kelsey. Whoa, mm. odd pairing. Have been doing a lot of behind-the-scenes work. Zeke spends the entire book baking cookies because Zeke likes to bake. I know Andrew doesn't know this, but Zeke loves to bake. <laughs> um, Let's and- stop down for a second. So as the listener will discover later in the episode when the game happens, <laughs> I didn't know Zeke bakes. When So when does this come up in the movies? Stick to the status All the time. quo and then every scene after that. Yeah. <laughs> He's cool, like at the cool, end of the cool. first movie, he like gives Sharpay cookies and she's like, oh, maybe I it's, do like you. It's a pre-Marvel like post credit scene. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I maybe didn't uh, stick around for that. <laughs> well, maybe something started auto-playing on Disney Plus and you didn't get to see it. True. Uh, but yeah, so Zeke and Kelsey win uh, the Spirit King and Queen Awards. And it turns out Gabrielle is not moving. Her mom was literally just saying, oh, I have a work trip. And I thought it'd be fun if you came and we saw some Broadway shows. So I was going to check with your school. But she never asked her mom what was going on. <laughs> so this could have been resolved much earlier. She has a tough relationship with her mom. Yeah. And of course, East High wins their big basketball game against Central High School. Mm. Who does Ryan go to the dance with? Uh, <laughs> he goes to the dance. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I want everyone to know my only questions will be about Ryan the entire time. So something that was really bothering me uh, reading these books because I had just watched the series. The series has like so much compassion for every character that going back and reading these, I was like, Sharpay is evil. Yeah. <laughs> I well, Andrew, and- give yourself a season or two. I think there's some characters who are just bad people in the show too. Wow. There, I mean, there the books. The second book that I read, The Wonder Studies, is really trying to interrogate whether or not EJ and Gina are bad people. And mm-hmm. it decides that one of them is and one of them isn't. Wow. Um, and I don't know that season three of the show, which obviously came out after this book was published, would agree with you there. Yeah. Though I, but, they did an opposite thing. But at least season two establishes that there are like other high schools where we don't like the people as much. Oh, yes. Those are bad people for sure. Yeah. I found like reading all of these different books because all of mine, I'm assuming all of this is true of all the books, but they took place between like two pieces of media. So if they were these uh, stories from East High ones that Marco and I read, it was like between High School Musical 1 and 2 or... The series one I read was between season one and two, and I found that they all aggressively spun their wheels, and they were basically screaming, like, I'm not allowed to make choices, (laughs) because (laughs) there was, like, established plans. And so every one of these books, for me, was, like, them being like, I'm really thinking of doing something big. It can wait. (laughs) (laughs) I also think that, like, my book... And I, High School Musical 3 does this where it does not – it begins with the end of basketball season and goes yeah. on to the spring. Mm-hmm. This book seems – and maybe it's because it was before High School Musical 2 or 3 or whenever it was – seems afraid to not have them play basketball. It seems like what would they be doing <laughs> if we w- weren't playing basketball? 
because it's so aggressively still set in that season. It's the same kind of scenarios, get your head in the games, Colch Bolton, who's barely a character in my book, you know, just like doing the same things they always do. There's nothing different is happening for this char- these characters other than the fact that there is a spirit week going on. Hmm. Mm. Does your book incorporate music at all? Uh, at one point, they are in their homeroom with Miss Darbus. Mm-hmm. In a scene where she threatens them with a pop quiz on Taming of the Shrew, even though their homeroom is not related to the fact that they are doing theater, and none of them do theater, really. And homeroom, like, isn't a class. <laughs> right, but she's threatening them less. And Sharpay, who is so insistent on having all the spirit, uh, starts singing, like, the wildcats everywhere kind of cheer. And it's saying that she's singing it and doing it. That's the only moment of music. Though at the end, there's like a dance and it says that uh, Troy and Gabrielle are about to bust a move on the dance floor, basically. So there are like implications of dance and movement, but no songs. Well, I think you'll find that that changes in the next book. I'm excited. The last, cha- the first chapter of your book is the last chapter of my book. I was gonna say that. So for the, with these stories from East High books, they're oops, I went away. They're uh, they're very short. They're like 120 pages, and then you get to like a page page 105, and it turns out like the last. 10% of the book is a chapter from the next book. <laughs> Which isn't the worst thing in the world to be like, oh, phew, I'm done with this book sooner. No, I no, can... it's wonderful. It's yeah. wonderful. There's no worse feeling than reading a book for this podcast and like you're like, you run enough steam with 40 pages to go. No fate worse. Okay. My first book, the next one in that same series, of course, High School Musical Stories from East High, number three, Poetry in Motion. We can see here that it has a photo of uh, Vanessa Hudgens and uh, Corbin Blue, someone whose name I didn't know before. They said it a million times in one of my books. Um, <laughs> what, this just, ca- character was named Chad or Corbin Blue? Corbin Blue is said a bunch of times in the high school musical, the musical, the series book, which which makes sense. Good but uh, yeah, all of these covers for the, I guess I guess we'll probably put them on the Instagram. All of them for this series are just like, obviously two different character posters that they just composited into a single cover. So as you might- Mine uh, just ex- looks like like shots from like a red carpet. It doesn't even look like <laughs> Yeah, it's Zach Efron and Vanessa Hudgens for the listener. So the basic uh, idea of poetry in motion is that- uh, at the beginning of this book, Darbus gives an assignment to the class, an insane assignment, an assignment to the class to write a poem and perform it in front of the entire school. And is this her class or is this her homeroom? I think it must be her homeroom. Great I question. I can't tell you None how of much these high kids school are musical, the musical, the series. What's that? None of them are in theater class. Yeah, no, I know. People bring that up in the book. They're like, they're like, this isn't like, not all of us are performers or whatnot. And she's like, it's just good for you. It's good for you to, you know, get used to whatever, you know, presentation. So I'm basically going to take us through a tour of the poetry in this book. So oh, I saw on, some of that in my excerpt. <laughs> on page two, I'm sure you saw this one. Uh, we get our first little bit of poetry, which is uh, Gabriella throws a uh, paper airplane at Troy 
and he unfolds it, and it says, because he's falling asleep in class, Oh, stay awake, Troy Bolton. Push your comprehension, because if you nod off one more time, you'll be napping in detention. This is the <laughs> high watermark we're given for what poetry should be. As, of course, Gabriella is the one who's, like, nailing it throughout the book. So, the Does, basic idea... Bad at something? Like, she's a science nerd. Does she have to be good at English? She's bad at human interactions. She's nervous and awkward. Don't forget. Yeah, that's basically the route both of these books take with Gabriella. Is they're like, it's just a burden to be as good as she is. <laughs> and I mean, who among us? Hasn't been a Filipino actress playing a Latinx <laughs> character. Here we go. Somebody goes, are you really going to make us do this? And she goes, what's not to understand, Chad? You will write a poem, then you will read the poem you wrote. It's simple. But Chad blinked. In front of the whole school? Yes, in front of the whole school. As I said, it's a very special assembly. Oh, it's Barrington assigning it. I'm a bad reteller. I read three books. Sorry, guys. <laughs> There's another adult in this book series? I don't believe it. So, will you accept poems written in any style, Taylor McKessie asked, turning to a fresh page in her notebook, or just the romantic style? She lifted her pen, ready to scribble a detailed answer. Any style of poetry is welcome, Miss Barrington said. We've covered a number of them in class, and I've given you all a reading list. Inspiration abounds. Take advantage of it. So everybody's stressed out about this. And the one bit That's of like- That's such an open assignment, too. Yeah, you like, across the extra poem. stressed. And every chapter of the book is basically about somebody trying to get around the assignment in some way. And so they keep being like, uh, you know, what if I, you know, what if I wrote a blah, blah, blah instead? And she's like, no. And they're like, you know, what if I, what if I wrote it, but I didn't perform it? And she's like, no. And then eventually she's, people start being like, what if we wrote poems together? And she's like, that's actually a very respected form of poetry. Uh, and so there end up being a bunch of team ups, which just make it really sad because the team ups are as shitty as the rest. <laughs> the The main drama of this book is that, I mean, it's, it's the weakest sauce imaginable. The main drama is that uh, they are all writing poems together at one point because everyone's freaked out about the assignment. And Gabriella sees a poem that Troy wrote to a girl named Ariel about how much he Troy. loves Ariel. It's, it's, it's weak because if there was follow through on this point, if it was like a book where it turned out he was kind of in love with a girl named Ariel <laughs> and they had to work through it or patch things up or whatever, great, love it. So much more drama than you would expect. It's, of course, just a misunderstanding. I mean, how could it be anything else? It's like he wrote Gabrielle and then, like, erased half of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, exactly. oh, oh, no, this is too obvious. Ariel. Hannah, I'm not going to give away the terrific twist, <gasps> but I will arrive at it. Okay. <laughs> Great. Can't wait. Uh, do, 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 do. He was crying over his poem and his tears smudged the B. Yeah. And the G. <laughs> <laughs> and pushed the remaining letters closer together. Yep. <laughs> uh, do, 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 do. <laughs> it's disappointing knowing that none of these books will take place during High School Musical 2, so we don't get any Fulton storylines or the uh, the Evans parents in there. I'm surprised that we know there aren't any between 2 and 3, at least, of like the early right, part of that whole... school year. Yeah, fall semester. 
Mm. Prepping for basketball. Do you think Disney was like, the audience has aged out of reading tie-in books? Clearly not, because we're still the audience and we're still reading these books. Yeah, we are. The, the, The first half of this book essentially culminates in them all getting together and trading poems and stuff, uh, which results in the misunderstanding about Ariel. But it also involves this very funny thing where Taylor, who's really good at writing poems, is like, let me share some poems with you that I I really like. And they're all really famous. Like, she starts off with, like, shall I compare thee to a summer's day? She reads, like, five or six, and then everyone is massively discouraged after that because they're like... Taylor wrote six earth-shattering poems. (laughs) She never claims that they're hers, but they're like, she is brilliant and we are fucked. There's an unnecessary level of stakes where, like, it turns out the poetry contest is going to be judged by some famous poet and that the winner will get their poem put in the paper. It, It feels like the book was written by a child. So Taylor at one point reads, uh... She Walks in Beauty. That's one of her examples. And Troy, like, perks up. And he's like, oh, song about romance. That could be good. And then, you know, writes the Ariel poem as a result of that. The The issue with this is that the reveal at the end of the of the book uh, is that he wrote, wrote a completely different poem uh, that he didn't end up going with the Ariel one. And it's weird that he, like, perks up. Because it seems like the obvious payoff is that he actually wrote a poem about Gabriella. But he, he did not. Um, oh. Yeah. Yeah. Weird. Pretty I have a question. Weird. Does Kelsey write a poem? Uh, I don't think we are told what Kelsey writes. Let me see. Yeah, uh, she'd be the best as the lyricist it. of all the songs. Uh, High School Musical. Uh, da, 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 da. Oh, you know what? Kelsey helps Sharpay write something. And they have a big realization where, because Sharpay's basically like using her, they, they're they they're having a, a terrible time writing together, and then they have sort of an epiphany, which is uh, Sharpay is using Kelsey as a tool, which is not the spirit of collaboration. Mm. And so then, of course, they, they switch over to the spirit of collaboration uh, and, and, and produce something that we're just told is beautiful. <laughs> I'm just uh, imagining them doing one of those every other word things, you know, the cow is pretty. And small. I'm really proud of the author of this book for setting themselves a challenge of having to write in-character poetry and then apparently going, I'm not going to do it, though. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> there's a, No, there's a lot of in-character poetry. The thing is that we just get a lot that is written in the attempt. Uh, and we don't, we don't hear a ton of the ones that they end up presenting. Here's the actual Ariel poem. Uh, this is a, the poem that Gabriella has found. It says, When we're together, my pulse races. And I love to visit our favorite places. Higher and higher we soar as one. Nothing on earth will stop our fun. Gabriella smiled. It wasn't Shakespeare or anything, but it was very sweet. Then her gaze moved to the title of the poem, and her heart turned cold. Ariel by Troy Bolton. (laughs) Gabriella stared at the page in disbelief, but there was no denying it. The dark gray pencil was bold and sure. She looked at another piece of paper and saw more of the poem. It made her discovery even clearer. When I'm down or lonely, I roll with you and smile. You take me to the limit. You lift me, Ariel style. He, Pretty so good he, in in character Troy Ariel stuff. Ariel or Ariel? 
I'm saying the name Ariel. Has he just How misspelled is- the word Ariel, like in the air? And that's no. the choice? Basketball? No, okay. he has not misspelled it. Okay. Here's an early attempt at a, at a Sharpay poem. He means lifting in the air like this, like Little Mermaid on the wave. Like, <laughs> Hey, they have the rights. They could do it. Yeah. I truly expected that twist for the entire book. I was like, it's just going to be some Little Mermaid bullshit. Um, <laughs> here's an early uh, Sharpay attempt. She writes, because they're told to write poems about things that you care about. She writes, shoes, shoes, how I love them. Let me count the styles. Mules, boots, slippers, slingbacks, leathers, and crocodiles. Ryan paused. Wow, Sharpay, he, mur- he murmured. That is tragically bad. Was this in character? <laughs> Would he come at her like that? I think in private he might. Yeah. Also, do all their poems rhyme? Yeah, that's their f- understanding of poetry. <laughs> They're told early on that free verse is a thing. And they're just like, great, I heard that and I choose to not follow it. <laughs> so, but, but all we get is sort of these like AABB kind of things. We're not getting any acrostic, any haikus, none of that. Uh, no, there's one no line. Limericks. There's one line when Sharpay is trying to write her poem where they're like, she tried this and she thought it was stupid. She tried this and she thought it was embarrassing. She tried a haiku and she thought it was too short. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Good one. Yeah, pretty good. The The thing I find really fascinating about this book is that uh, they, the basketball boys, end up discovering that they can essentially write a poem by, like, rapping along to the beat of dribbling. Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> oh, hell yes. So there are, like, there are, like, passages in this that are, like, that are, like, man, I love to to use the ball he passed the ball and then it'll be like <laughs> and i love to be there if you fall and you're like okay they're doing a musical number right now but it's also it would be the shittiest one in the whole series <laughs> now are we still in basketball season in book poetry emotion uh yeah oh yeah they're 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 training they're still they're, this is like games a, in the book no this is we this get, is we get seconds of a game, just the end seconds of a game in our book. The the writers of this series know that the audience has the patience to wait many books for the basketball season to pay off. Um, okay, uh, Chad and Zeke are trying to write a poem. At one point, they decide to just try to write one about a tater tot that they're eating at lunch, and uh, Zeke says, Did "Zeke oh, make this tater tot." Or is he just eating it? No, they're just in the cafeteria. It says, oh, tater tot, oh, tater tot, so tiny and round. What an amazing potato taste in you I have found. Passive voice. Crispy on the outside, soft and mushy inside. What kind of mysterious potato do you hide? Russet, white, Yukon gold, or Idaho? Are you mashed or baked or fried? I really don't know. Mystery spud, so tasty and round. What an amazing lunchtime treat in you I have found. I will say, for how shitty these poems are, they do a pretty good job of having them get, like, less shitty as the book goes on. And so you're like, oh, Zeke's actually picking up on something. And yeah, what, I feel like really Mystery happening. Spud is a nice line. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's got, he's, got some, he's got some moves. Okay, so I'll basically jump to the end here. Da-da-da-da. Misjudging so badly. 
<laughs> How's everybody doing with poetry in motion? Yeah, it seems fun. <laughs> yeah, it it really is. It it like I said, it's like a a, a wheel spinning book. It really feels like it's a book. Fun... That, it's so small in scope, though. It's just like it's a TV episode. It's not a full movie. Yeah, it's a fun structure. I like. I do like the the creative challenge, as you said, that they maybe didn't stick with. Yeah, I, I like the idea of incorporating the songs, and I I wish more musical novelizations would do it because it's such a weird challenge. Uh, ba 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 ba. Okay, here we go. Do we know who Martha is? Yeah, yes, of course. She, she likes, likes to hip hop dance and lock and jam Great. and break. Well, she helps them discover that uh, dribbling leads to rapping. Here we go. So that makes sense. That's perfectly of course. for her. She likes hip hop. Yeah. Okay. So she's coming up to the boys playing basketball outside. She says, uh, "My N- my MC Dib song ended, and I was about to hit repeat." Martha said. Then I heard Jason. What he said sounded like hip hop poetry to me, especially with the beat of that bouncing basketball. Troy blinked in surprise. You're kidding. Word, my man, Martha replied. Go for it, Jason. Try it again. Uh, So Jason tries, er, it's fun to run in the sun. How's that? Classic Jason. Martha shook her head. She came around the fence and onto the playground court. Dribble the ball, move around. Try a few layups when you rhyme. Forget your head. Let your heart kick in. Uh, let's see. Jason nodded and began to toss the ball from hand to hand. Then he dribbled around the court. Soon he was playing a mock game. He faked right, dodged left, circled the basket, dribbling the whole time. In school and at home, I'm just a nice guy. But on the court, look out. I'll make you cry. Starting to get it. I don't think Jason's capable of making anyone crying. He's just such a Martha's right. Let's give this all a try. Troy snatched the basketball from the ground and dribbled it around the court. Once he made a complete circle, he dribbled it right down the center of the court, and and some rhymes about how much he loved playing basketball began to flow out. Lots of cheats like that. Mm. He started to really do poetry good. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So inevitably, and I think this is sort of the coward's way out, they perform as like a foursome playing basketball like a bunch of the basketball guys and they win the competition and then afterward the big denouement of the story denouement is um <laughs> i was about to say do you not do you know how to say denouement <laughs> i'm just denouement saying both. is really good baby i, I think said I, denouncement when i was less smart um i'm i think that our movie's denouement should be in warchester um <laughs> no, so the, 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 the big reveal at the end of this book is that, uh, of course, Troy's poem, which he wrote uh, and then didn't end up using, was about his first skateboard named Ariel, which he loved so much. Sure. Sure. Well, I've never seen the boy in a skateboard. I don't know that this is something he does. Uh, yeah, is it it's really in the weird book that he's on a skateboard at any point. No, no, it's like him <laughs> referencing a previous chapter of his life. He's like, oh, oh yes, of God. course. When I was an eleven-year-old, I loved my skateboard, Ariel. This feels worse than the like guesses that we all made about what would be happening with this poem. Definitely, definitely. <laughs> yeah, uh, I got to yeah. tell you, I'm not signing off on on this one. Poetry, emotion. <laughs> not my favorite. Um, but 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 here's the here's the performance that they win with. The poem is, 
On the ground, we are bound, we are lower than downed. But the sound of the ball, bouncing small, growing tall, helps us move to a groove and a beat we approve. Before long, we're bouncing up higher than the sky. Before long, we're soaring, defying gravity. That one doesn't rhyme. <laughs> but you also just did in other did, franchises. Beautiful. Sorry, unfortunately, there's more. I'll oh. slip and slide. I'll ice you out. No, you can't touch me. That's without a doubt. Slip, move, duck right, lay up, rebound. On the court, my feet don't touch the ground. Then Zeke gets the ball and he goes, cooking's my thing in the kitchen or court. <laughs> Laugh if you want, because I'm a good sport. Don't mess with me when I got the ball, because you'll be heading for a mighty fall. Fiery hot, no one can stand my heat. When I'm in the game, all others look beat. There's more, but I'll spare you. The big Did reveal each of them of the- get a little verse? Yeah, yeah, all right, well, I'll do more. You, so no, Chad gets don't. the ball, and he goes, I'm captain of the team, and it's intense. Before the game, I want to hop the fence. Then the whistle blows, and I'm in the game. That single sound melts down my doubt and shame. Too many syllables in that line. The change complete. I'm king of every court. Me and my team, we never come up short. Really inspiring stuff. Um... But uh, final line of the book, just because you always know that that's like an important part of the story. Uh, but, 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 Gabriella met Troy's eyes. I understand. She understands about the fucking skateboard. <laughs> and you know what? I'm glad you didn't read this one. Really? Why? Is the rhyme scheme off? Not at all. It's a wonderful poem. It's just that Gabriella paused to think of the right words. As important as it is for the world to hear your honesty... Sometimes a poem can be more private, like a shooting star that only two people can see. Troy smiled and took her hand, like you and me. Oh. It's nice, but it's like they it, they literally <laughs> use the whole book to circle back to an image that we already got. Mm. Okay, I took so long yeah. with that. Hannah, why don't you do yours next? And okay, well, mine should be pretty quick because I think I misunderstood the assignment and I picked the wrong kind of book. Um, so I chose High School Musical All Access, which is kind of like a yearbook and covers High School Musicals 1 and 2. Um, and I, I feel like, like I nice. literally have to show it, like, I have to Amazing. show you the pages. I can't just talk we'll, to you about We'll it. scan it in and post it on the Instagram. Yeah. I want to make it very clear that every picture you get of Ryan is one of these, like, long hair publicity shots, which are not reflected of his look in the movies. And I feel like Lucas Grabiel was like, no, I'm not shooting more pictures absolutely not (laughs) (laughs) you kind of i kind of got that sense um so it starts with like here's what troy and gabriella did at their uh thing their winter thing and there's like a postcard to chad there's a letter an email from gabriella to her old friends where she's like i feel like i have to get outside of my box i'm trying to do this karaoke thing tonight a oh, big party whatever um whoa whoa, whoa there's whoa. an invitation she's to not the New trying Year's party. to do the karaoke thing well okay she goes sorry, to that party. let me read what she said i'm not saying you have it wrong i'm just saying if someone wrote that that's wrong let me Let me read the chunk of her email. It says, Tomorrow night is the big New Year's Eve party. The resort is throwing a party just for teens. Mom says I have to go. I'm sure I'll be nervous and have a terrible time. I know, I know. I need to get over my shyness. I'm working on it, okay? Anyway, I'll send you another email and let you know how it goes. That's all for now. I'll write again when I get to my new school and let you know what's up. It's like, it's cute. 
I know I'm literally making fun of children, but it's just so funny to imagine a kid reading that and being like, she doesn't realize that that is going to change her whole life. (laughs) (laughs) She doesn't know. She doesn't know. That does feel like pretty accurate high school sophomore writing, though. Like, I'm working on it, okay? It's pretty cute. (laughs) It's pretty cute. Um, there's an invitation to the New Year's party. There's karaoke tips from Troy and Ooh. Gabriella, which includes things like choose a song that works with your voice. Um, <laughs> be careful with that mic. Swinging it around may break it or hit somebody in the head. Like How do they that know this? Well, it's, I guess it's after they've done it and they have experience. The last one is finally always clap and cheer for all the other singers. After all, we're all in this together. It's cute. Um, then the next page. Oh no! I hit my microphone. This book is so big. Be careful with that microphone. Oh, I'm, I, I'm gonna break it or hit somebody in the head. Um, they're like, we're at school now, and there are a little bit of like introductory text, but mostly it's like there's a welcome letter. There's like new student shit. There's a little envelope here that you can open up and inside, and I bought this book used, so I don't know what's missing, but there's stickers. (laughs) Oh, that's so nice. Yeah, there's a couple stickers in this one. I kind of feel like there might have been other stickers in here at one point, and these are the only remaining ones. Because again, I bought this book used. Okay. Did you find anything in this used book that didn't belong? <laughs> no, I don't think so. There's definitely stuff missing. Then we. It'd be amazing like, if you found like some evidence of a crime in your used oh high school God. musical. That would be really book. rough. That'd be really rough. Um, then we get into like it's time to put together our high school musical, which is called Twinkle Town, which I didn't know from watching the movie, and that's on me. What? But it has, <laughs> I know, it has a sign-up sheet. It has audition notes, which includes things like. Um, Jason, shy, possible extra, will fade into background nicely. And then for like Sharpay, it's like brilliant, a star in the making. Yes. Um, I like that. Is Twinkle Town the musical that features Bob to the top? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And Breaking Free? That's correct. That's correct. Wait, just hold on Twinkle Town. There's more. There's more. <laughs> um, you get Mrs. Darvis's theater rule book, which says really basic shit like don't say good luck, say break a leg. It's, you know, fine. Bravo. Um, exactly. <clears throat> More theatrical stuff, including costume designs by Sharpay, rehearsal schedule, what a stage is, um, a prop list, and then for Wait, Andrew how often, Marco. How often yes. are these people rehearsing? What's what's what are we every day? Week? Every day. So it's like every day we're doing we're rehearsing Act One, we're rehearsing Act Two, we're blocking with extras. Then we take a day off, but keep memorizing your lines. <laughs> Um, then there's a run through, this, a tech like, run through. Like do high school theater together. Yeah, I, you know. six days a week. But what I really want I to share. Six days a week. We rehearsed on Saturdays. That's oh, crazy. Man. My school didn't do that except for tech weekends. Well, we went we to had school class on Saturday. on Saturday. You're disgusting. Your private school Thank can you. screw. Anyway, oh, there wow. is a program for <gasps> Twinkle Town, a new musical. Who is the book writer? Is Kelsey credited as all the responsibilities? No, the book is by Mrs. Darbus. And the music is by Kelsey. It's produced and directed by Miss Darbus. Did Kelsey uh, also write the lyrics? It doesn't say. Okay. I do have a lot of questions for that writing team, considering they had to write multiple musicals for Ryan and Sharpay, allegedly according to the lore. So they've, they've had to write so many musicals with non-romantic male and female yes. leads. Yes. I know, and no, we I simply must ignore that at one point they did Romeo and Juliet with Ryan yeah. and Sharpay, which is gross and weird. 
Um, <laughs> I wouldn't choose that if those were the kids I had in my department. Like, I just would choose different things. Anyway, they do have the program, which lists the cast as just Troy and Gabriella, and then Sharpay is the understudy. And then oh, Chorus Line and other extras, members of the East High School Drama Club. They do not list anybody else, which so I think wait, is So wait, it's rude. like last five years if it had a chorus? Uh, yeah, I think so. It's apparently a two-person cool. show, which again, I wouldn't choose to do if I was running a high school theater department. No, they I wouldn't write a very that. large school community. I think that would be ineffective to yeah. the continued growth of their theater. I agree, but there is I mean, a that being said, Marco, that sort of happened when we were in high school. We had a guy take over the theater department and started putting on four-person productions. That's messed and, up. And Andrew, you were the lead in oh, all boy. of them. So I was the I lead. No I was one of here. the four... Congratulations. I do I do also want to point out that Twinkle Town Town is spelled with an E yes, at course. the end. It's important and to so it's classy. an adaptation of the life of Robert Town, the screenwriter. <laughs> mm. Uh what are the character names of Gabrielle and Troy in this? Um Arnold and Minnie. Okay, I got it. They also have that. in in world um high school bios, which are pretty funny. I think the only thing of like real note here is that for both Troy and Gabriella, they both have to say this is my theatrical debut. <laughs> which is cute. <laughs> um and then for Ryan and Sharpay, Sharpay says, I am the co-president of the theater club. And Ryan says, I am the co-president of the theater club with my sister. He's much more inclusive mm. of Sharpay in his life, and she's like, I'm doing it myself, which is in character. Um, there's also one of Kelsey with her little outfit um, and Mrs. Darbus. And then I thought there was an extra page in here, but it's just a really thick back page. And then you get an advertisement for like a dance thing with Sharpay. It's huh. like a dance school or just a dance studio? Um, it's a dance studio where you can learn how to dance. Learn to dance to learn here. Sharpay. Sharpay Evans did. No, I think they're just using her name as like a she can dance good, right? Anyway, okay, moving on. <laughs> then we get into basketball. We have a team roster and a basketball schedule. And there's definitely something missing here. Like there's little tabs, but I don't have yeah. whatever it was. Um, Important alas. question. Does it list the heights? No, it does not. But it does say that the entire team is made up of juniors. And then Austin Anderson, who's a guard, is a senior. He's the only senior on the team. I don't know who that is. I don't either. Um, here's more activities, activity schedule, all the other clubs at the school that we never spend time with, like the French club or the Latin club or the cooking club. Then we have a page where it's everybody's lockers. Oh, no, I lost a little basketball. Um, but inside <laughs> Zeke's locker. A little locker, paper basketball fell out of her book. It did. Um, Zeke's locker is full of cooking stuff because he loves Why? to cook. Why? I don't get Which it. Which is well known. He has a baking book. And also a note from Sharpay that's like, thank you. I loved the treats. Which is nice. Um, <laughs> Gabriella's is full of science stuff and a little note. Does it, ever, does it ever tea for Troy necklace? It does not have her tea for Troy necklace, but it does have a note from Troy that says, feeling the need to get back to nature, go through the yellow door and up the stairs. Hope to see you soon. Ooh. Oh God, that's the rooftop yeah garden that he loves so much i think it is yeah. also her schedule is in here and it seems insanely busy and she is doing a lot on saturdays <laughs> okay here's troy's and there's a little hoop in here and i lost the basketball but you can put it in okay and then sharpay's locker which is pink 
and has a little note from Zeke that's like, although some people think you're a lemony tart, I know you're sugary sweet. Please accept Whoa. these almond cookies as a sign of my deepest devotion. Pretty cute. Okay. Pretty I understand cute. why she's not going for Zeke right away. That, she it's a little like too that. forward. Yeah, she would not like that. All right, tiny basketball. Zeke's Zeke's um, cooking skills play a lot into the second movie, if I recall correctly. Yeah, he works in the kitchen. Well, he's the only person at that resort who actually is qualified. Has to a skill. Yeah. 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 Um, and I think one of our books isn't canon, because in, in one of my books, it's it's made clear that Sharpay has an entire annex in her locker for books. It's like a second locker almost. Oh. That's mm. in the third movie. She has two lockers, I feel yeah, like. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Anyway, they're just showing off one of it her opened. lockers in this book. Oh, well, I'm so sorry. <laughs> You're welcome. It doesn't exist. Yeah. Well, the next page is about a school assignment where they have to draw um, a self-portrait, but it's representational. It's not really them. It's like, uh, Taylor's is like a science thingy, and Chad's is a, dude, this assignment was way too easy. Basketball, man, that's what best represents me. <laughs> and Kelsey's is a piano with music. And there was definitely something here, but it got torn out. You know, I'm actually impressed because it's a used book that so much of the stuff is in there. Me too. I assumed nothing would be in here, but much of it is. Much of it is. Okay, then we transition into High School Musical 2. Um, so there's this whole spread about the resort and the golf club, including Sharpay's wallet. Which has a picture of Troy in it. Yep. And you can take out her resort ID card. Is that a credit card? Is that number active? Oh, I wait. Hold on. No, there's a movie night card, which is, but it doesn't have numbers. And her school ID. And then her lava country club ID. And this little SE is like a sticker. It's like one of those puffy, Audi, shiny stickers. Um, her privileges are anything she wants and she's been a member since forever <laughs> it also shows you Ryan's card and you can see it's the exact same picture from the front cover of the book um, you get Troy's golf tips and Sharpay's personalized golf cart which she has in there which includes like a smoothie maker and a DVD player isn't it so fancy Okay, here's everybody's work <laughs> schedules and their work IDs. There's Zeke. He works in the kitchen. Um, there's also a recipe for Zeke's chocolate chip cookies. Should we make this for so the this episode? Is a smoothie this recipe. Is sort of, this is sort of abandoned the format of a yearbook. Yeah. It's not exactly a yearbook. I don't it's an it's all like access book. It's like a scrapbook. That's great, Marco. Thank you. Okay. Yeah. Um, but it's fun. It's got fun stuff in here, like Taylor's to-do list, because she's a busy bird. Then there's another email from one of Gabriella's, oh no, two Gabriella's old friends. She's keeping in touch with her friends from her old Do we town. get names for any of her friends, or this Well, the friends? email says to Alleyoop, so I assume her name is Allison. Cute. Yeah, it's pretty cute. Um, let's see what's fun in here. Okay. Gabriella mm-hmm. seems like the type of person to keep friendships going. I think so. You move a lot, mm-hmm. you got to do it. Um, anyway, here, I'll read an excerpt from this email. Um, I got a summer job lifeguarding at the Lava Springs Country Club. What's really sweet is that a bunch of my friends are also working here. Yes, of course, Troy is one of them. He's already moved up from kitchen duty to being a golf caddy and teaching the kids beginning golf class. And he's making great contacts 
with some members who graduated from the University of Albuquerque. But he's a little stressed because Sharpay, in little asterisks, is the one who is introducing him to all the bigwigs. Um, it's fun to imagine that Gabriella is writing emails to her old friends. Like, this bitch Sharpay is ruining my life. <laughs> yeah. That's um, funny because really I think fun. she's pretty oblivious to that. For she's most just of the nice. Movie. Taylor has to like tell her, like, now he's a golf pro with Sharpay? I don't know. Well, you can take that up with the author of this book. Also, here is an email from Sharpay to Mr. Fulton listing many of her complaints. And it's fr- they're all phrased like very politely in a way that's like, this isn't about me. It's about the resort, like, for example. Um, I noticed that the lifeguard has been wearing very cute swimsuits while on duty. Is that safe? Could it be distracting to the swimmers? I think a boring <laughs> one piece in a dull color would be more in keeping with the seriousness of her duties, for example. Oh, it's a woman. Yeah. Oh, I thought, Gabriella. I thought it, I thought it was Sharpay being like, movie. I'm too horned up about the lifeguard. Can you do something about it? No, it's not that. <laughs> it's um that she's saying Gabriella's too hot and it's not fair to me. It's yeah. very funny. Um, okay, then we have a page about the the midsummer talent show. Uh where there's like a you know, a ticket and the audition rules, which mostly are like, please don't be a freak. Please don't be a freak. Um, <laughs> it doesn't work. There is a freak in there. That yeah. woman. Um, it's really, really special. <clears throat> then there's a page about Ryan doing choreography. Where is the it tips on No, it's like how to create a dance by Ryan Evans. But his hmm. tips are like, like he's doing jazz hands. Yeah, he is. He is. These are the only um non these are this is the only publicity shots he ever did. And then he said, no, thank you. Um, but his his things are like, when it's your turn to shine, really connect with the audience and with a flourish. Put your heart and soul into every move. Work hard and don't forget to have fun. Like, I don't think that's how you create a good dance. But that's his <laughs> advice um, on this page. Okay. Then there's a page about the actual show. And there's a there's a... This is a folder that I think should have pictures in it. Yeah, it's an empty folder for the listener. I think it would be pictures from the talent show, like scenes from the movie, but they're gone. Somebody took those out and kissed them. Ooh. (laughs) I assume. Um, There's also. Yes. Is Huma Huma included in this book? Oh, let me look. I don't think so. I don't think so. There are pictures of various events happening, but no, I don't think Huma Huma is in here. There is a, p- a page out of Sharpay's diary, which is, well, the unthinkable has happened. For the first time ever, I did not win the Star Dazzle Award at the Country Club's talent show, three exclamation points. Of course, that's only because I selflessly gave it to my brother, Ryan, which really makes me an even bigger star in a way. I mean, only a truly great talent can care so little for the fleeting rewards of fame, such as trophies, plaques, certificates, etc. And I must admit, he did an incredible job of creating that last number, especially given the talent he had to work with. He even made basketball stars look good on stage. But even though I'm glad he was recognized for his hard work, I don't want him to think that this sets a precedent in any way, <laughs> etc. Good old Sharpay. Um, and that's it. That's the end of the book. And the last page features a thing that's like, East High is a roller coaster, huh? It's fun. Now everybody has different stuff that they do. And then if you pull this little tab, it says, if you want to listen to a song from High School Musical 2 and download cool High School Musical stuff, go to this website and enter this secret code. Did you? I didn't. I'll do it right now. (laughs) (laughs) 
I didn't do it. I didn't do For it. For the listener, this this the, the, the having now seen the whole book, this is like a very cool piece of like interactive media. There's so many pockets and little little like pop-up flourishes uh to this to this very uh this very yeah, tactile experience. Yeah, it's the kind of book that I truly would have loved as a young person because I love to open envelopes. Uh, and I wish that all the pieces were still here. Okay, let's see if this website still exists. It would also, if if the good characters of the High School Musical franchise weren't already your good and close friends, this book would just solidify. Yeah. It really is like trying to give you, like, these are your friends, and here's some things about them you might not know, and here's some insight into their lives outside of the story, but also deeply inside of the story. Mm-hmm. Nope, I don't think this page exists anymore. No. <laughs> so no. sad. I feel like I know you so much better now that, and your young adultness and the person you've developed into knowing that you like to open envelopes. I love to open an envelope. Mm-hmm. I love a book that makes me open an envelope and take out a piece of paper. It's my Do favorite thing Do you have like a nice world. letter opener at home? Um, no, but those do run in my family. Hannah, that was a lot more meat than you let on. That was a great presentation. Oh, thank you. I told you that going through every single page wouldn't be insane. It's pretty slight, <laughs> actually. No, I saw I saw when I was trying to look up everybody's author for that intro that your your book was 44 pages long. And I was like, what is this? <laughs> it's a yearbook. <laughs> it's a scrapbook. It's fun. Yeah. Yeah. My, uh, my next one. Assignment. Do, do, no, you did not. This is wonderful. Um the, the fear not my, my next book will be a much shorter presentation i have a lot less to say about it this is of course stories from east high number four crunch time all of we've these a, have gabriella on the cover yeah we've got gabriella and taylor mckessie on the front this time the entire book's mood is purple whereas the first east high one was uh blue and then we moved to green i, I can only imagine that they've covered almost every color imaginable to the human mind. Here's what I want to talk about in this book, is the main plot. There's two main plots going on at the same time. The main ones are, everyone is studying for the SATs. Everyone is stressed out about the SATs. And there is a Halloween event where they have to dress up as what they think they will be, career-wise, in their future. Now, you may hear more about that later in the episode, Let's focus on the SAT thing, because I mostly want to introduce you to a character named Nathan. In this book, Gabriella, because she's smart, gets put in charge of tutoring basically everyone else in the book, which to me feels unfair, but it does happen. And these books, and I'm including the one I haven't presented on yet, the the, the one from the TV series, because they take place between other pieces of media, they're very disinterested for the most part in introducing new characters but this book crunch time does throw in a new character just to shit on him all the time meet nathan nathan is in this sat study group he has taken the test several times and he is very stressed out because he needs a perfect score he currently has like a 2340 on the sat but he needs the 2400 This is the first appearance of Nathan. What's that, Hannah? It's sick. That's a sick um, expectation to put on yourself, and I hope he's getting help. Yeah, he doesn't get help in the book, and he is a punching bag for the author. Um, (laughs) All right, here we go. Uh, This is someone else talking. It says, I signed up 
for peer tutoring because my parents said I had to, Alicia said cheerfully. Do we know who that is? No. Cool. They said getting a real tutor would cost too much money. Oh, well, thanks for sharing, Gabriella said. Now, anyone oh else have so any mean. questions? Uh, bu- 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 bu. She pointed to a short boy with wild, wavy brown hair and an intense expression. What's your name? Nathan James. He sounded tense, and he blinked rapidly a few times, as if un- unnerved by being called upon. Hi, Nathan. Gabriella tried to sound soothing. So, why are you... Because I need an edge, Nathan broke in, before Gabriella could finish her sentence. I need every edge I can get. I've already got the official SAT study guide, the SAT question-a-day calendar, and every single one of the SAT practice test downloads, but it still may not be enough, and I have to get a better score this time around. Gabriella raised her eyebrows in surprise. This time? He nodded impatiently as if he shouldn't have to explain this. I've already taken the test twice. My last two scores were 2290 and 2340, and I know that if I work hard enough, I can get a 2400. His eyes glittered. A perfect score! That's my goal. That's my ambition. That's my reason for being here. Nathan. Cool guy. It's Sharpe nice and to Ryan. see these books Sorry. acknowledge that there is, like, a repercussion to doing well at school. And there, yes. there's, like, a grade element to this. Definitely. Definitely. The, I mean, it goes into this a lot. So there's some mention in the previous book about how, I want to say, Chad needs to do re- well on the poetry thing because his English grade tends to suffer. So it's, it's a theme throughout. Uh, and, what was I going to say? Tutoring... Oh, Sharpe Evans has to go to this group tutoring thing, and she doesn't like it. She doesn't like being bossed around or whatever, and she doesn't like seeing Gabriella in a position of power, which makes sense. And so she quits, and the principal, Mr. Matsui, speaks to Gabriella and is like, you need to convince Sharpe to come back to group tutoring because she is such a stupid student that she could, on her own, drag down the school average for the year. Oh my god. I know! I know! Like, I get that that might be true, because Sharpay has made it very clear her only interest is theater, and she thinks she doesn't need to work hard at school because she's going to be a star. But, like, what a, a brutal thing to say about a child. Just crazy. He's, like, he's literally like, the, we will see it in the results if Sharpay doesn't get tutoring. Um... This is maybe the most clever thing in the book. I mean, once again, I'm a little discouraged. It's so low stakes. It's so silly. This is one, maybe one of the best things in the book, though, is that Gabriella gets Sharpay to study by essentially convincing her that it is a role, an acting role, she is incapable of doing. Or she accuses her of that. She's like, I can get why you wouldn't want to take this on. It'd be hard for you to act like a studious person. And then Sharpay goes full tilt into like, I'm going to be a good student. But first, before she gets there, takes sort of a hilarious detour into like, I'm only going to mimic the mannerisms of Gabriella. She's like, you're my subject and you're smart. So I'm going to talk the way you do and hold a pencil the way you do. And Gabriella has to like take it one step further and be like, I think you actually have to study. And Sharpay's like, great point. Really great point. I'm going to do that. (laughs) Where is Ryan in this? Doing well at school? 
Ryan a bit of a hanger-on in this book in that he also needs the tutoring. It feels like the author was basically like, uh, yeah, you know, you, you, you'll, you'll get the Sharpay plot. He's like, goes to tutoring, he leaves when she does, he comes back when she does. Everyone also has the thing going on of choosing, you know, what they're going to go to the, the school dance as or whatever. So, um, but, 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 here we go. <clears throat> they're back in uh, group tutoring. Uh, Nathan gave a little snort. Positive thinking is for people who aren't prepared, and that is not me. He reached into his book bag and pulled out a flat cardboard box. Look at what I just bought. Ryan leaned over and tried to read what was written on the top of the box. He was reading upside down, which made the task even harder. The SAT... The SAT official board game, Nathan snapped. He opened the box and pulled out a game, which had many colorful pieces. Take a look at this. See you roll the dice and move your marker the correct number of spaces. So I landed on that square, which has the number 87 on it. That means I find question number 87 in this book and do it. And somebody's like, oh, it looks fun. And he's like, it's not fun. It's a thing you do so that you're not in control of what problems you're doing. And that keeps you on your toes so you're ready for everything. This guy never gets redeemed. I, I want to be clear about that. It's like his oh. whole arc is just that he's like They a never like teach him how to have fun, too? No. Oh, no. sad. Uh, Basketball. That's... Uh, I might be done. Let me, let me see if there's anything else in this tome. Uh, oh, uh, Gabrielle administers a practice test, and uh, she goes, uh, now just remember that she's giving him back. This was only the first practice test. Everyone's going to have a lot more chances to work on taking the SATs in real time. You're saying we did terribly, aren't you? Ryan said. He put his head down on the table, a picture of despair. No, no, Gabriella said quickly. Some of the scores were very high. Really? Nathan said. What was the highest score and who got it? I'm not sure that's important, she started to say, but Ryan interrupted her. You said some of the scores were high, he pointed out, but not all of them, right? If some of them were high, that means others were low. Is that what you're saying? I knew it. I knew I would fail. I'm no good at tests. I get too freaked out, and then all the world starts blurring on the page, and I get lighthearted, and I can't breathe, and they don't get scores back in this book. So you're just, we're just like watching people melt down for 120 pages. <gasps> oh. Yeah, this is the stupid thing. It ends on the Zac Efron... Troy like coming to this co- this party with no costume and it says uh so how did you decide what to wear Gabrielle asked smiling up at him as they began swaying to the music he shrugged I decided that I may not know what I want to be in the future but I know who I want to be me so here's the future Troy just an ordinary guy nice to meet you future Troy she said and I don't think you're ordinary at all it's like Hannah's moved by this, but all the books are ending the same way. I mean, it's cheesy, but it's like, that's the Disney Channel, you know? Like, that's what I expect from them. And And that's also, like, how every movie ends. They draw out a kiss between Troy and Gabriella for, like, two and a half movies, I feel like. (laughs) Yeah. And knowing that Troy goes to college in California and certainly becomes a star of the Pasadena Playhouse, like, he's going to be fine. I'm not worried about him. Adult. He goes through, I should say, in in this book, he goes through a whole phase where the, he essentially has that realization where somebody's like, 
do you want to, you know, um, do, you know, do, do you want to be a basketball player when you're older? And he's like, yes. And then he starts to be like, will I, will I be, or will I still want that? And then he's like, maybe I'll be a coach. Maybe I'll be a sports writer. Maybe I'll be a whatever. And I thought that's where the book was going to end. I was like, cool, cool that he broadened out within his interest. And then by the end, he's like, I came as me. And I was like, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> but when I just, I just remembered, because I read this entire book today, that, um, <laughs> that Chad wants to be a hip hop star. And people are like, do you sing or dance? And he's like, no. And then <laughs> Historically, notably, no. And then they're like, well, maybe you could like be a record producer. And he's like, that sounds better. <laughs> and he just goes with that. Fucking Chad. All right, Leah, oh boy. you've had the, yes. the patience of a saint as we talk about uh-huh. these books for an hour and a half. Yes. <laughs> Tell us about... Our- your feelings on High School Musical, the musical, the series, both books you read uh, are in okay. relation to that property. So we are, we are leaving the fictional world um, of High School Musical and entering the fictional world where High School Musical is a movie. <laughs> right. The Human um, Centipede 2 twist. Yes, yes, yes. So High School Musical, the musical, the series takes place in, in, in our world where these movies starred Zac Efron and Vanessa Hudgens and we're all beloved. And it takes place at East High where the movies were filmed. And this is true. Those movies were filmed at a real high school in Utah. And so it centers on a, a now fictional character named Miss Jen who... Um, is from the East High area, goes to Broadway. Her Broadway dreams are crushed and comes back home and weirdly finagles a job at East High as the drama teacher solely because she realizes that they have never done a production of High School Musical. And that becomes her mission. Is it an immersive production of High School Musical? No, should be. Yeah, seems obvious. Just a regular a old... If that's what... So... <laughs> no, immersive High School Musical theater. If you're in the high school... Well, so, I, mean, I mean, cut it, cutting ahead, there is a storyline in the first season where the theater burns down and they need to go to an, like another location, another location. And when I was watching the series, I was like, oh, this is going to be so smart. They have the school right there. They can do stick to the status quo in the cafeteria. They can do get your head in the game in the gym and make the audience travel along with them. But they didn't do any of that. They just did it all in the gym. Yeah. It's also, as I recall, the gym, the theater in the high school musical movies is not at East High School anyway. Yeah, they have to go. They like they the the filming location was a better high school theater, I guess. It's the one yeah. that East High did not have. Yep, Miss Jen okay. also in High School Musical. Yes, it is part of her backstory that she was an extra in the original film, um, who had a line cut, and it devastated her can i uh jump in as someone who used to work in professional theater licensing sure yes about the fact that not only are they doing high school musical they are rewriting high school musical 
they they're adding, adding songs, songs which high schools do do a lot yeah though this has illegally favorite moment in the entire production of their high school musical is when because miss darvis is the one who gets a song yeah and obviously pretty good she can miss jen commissions a song for the character she relates to miss darvis but this the the impetus for this song is so funny because it's like <laughs> I think it's the principal and Coach Bolton just like giving her like some sick burns and they're like, "Okay, bye, Darbus, you suck," and she sings like a power ballad. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, okay, the novelization does not get that much into it. The novelization to be clear. This is the novelization of the first season of the TV show. Yes. Okay. Yes, High School Musical, the musical, the series, the novelization, season one. Um, it's very easy to remember. Isn't it called? Um, doesn't isn't it, don't they triple? I thought it was the, the series, the, the novelization. novelization. I'm I'm on a, I'm on a Kindle. I don't want to go back to the cover, but I, I think you're I, I think you're correct. I'm pretty sure it's the the musical, the series, the novelization. Amazing. Every every chapter is an episode of the series. Um, oh, that's a lot. In the chapter to to the extent where. On the page titles for every chapter, it's the same title as the title of the episode. And then it says, based on the episode written by and the episode's author. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Never, never seen such a thing. That's insane. Um, I wonder if it must have been intense. I mean, Disney has so many of these because they have like season long novelizations of the Mandalorian. That's probably like their house style. I got to pick one of those up and check it out. Um, I would be I would be curious to learn it is the house style and not a really funny gag for High School Musical, the musical, the series, the novelization. Like to add an additional level of High School Musical, the musical, the series, the novelization, the chapter title, the author. Like just <laughs> it would have to be author, and then would also still have to say based off the film series written by Peter, whatever his name, Arsacini, <laughs> of course, who uh, uh, wrote the Mission Impossible novelization. Yes, I will surely never read that. Never. Um, okay, so this book is written as if someone was sitting on the couch and recapping the episode as it happened. There's not <laughs> a lot of interiority at all. Um, they're n- not interested in the adult characters who have fairly significant storylines at all. Um, pulled an example from the episode Homecoming. Um, so in in this episode, Miss Jen has taken uh, Nini and Courtney. Nini is her Gabriella. Um, she's played by superstar Olivia Rodrigo. Um, and so Nini has been cast as Gabriella. She used to be an ensemble girl, went to camp, understudied Marion in The Music Man, and had to go on. And so now she's, like, confident and, like, I can be a leading lady, um, etc. But, you know, she's still a little nervous because she doesn't have that much experience. So Miss Jen has taken Courtney and Nini out on the town instead of going to the homecoming dance to go to a karaoke night at a bowling alley to get her to, like, do karaoke on stage just like Gabriella and like get out of her shell a little bit. Um, so as after she says this, and so these are lines from the show and then you'll, I'll get into like the description. I am totally confident. Nini said, aren't I? It takes time to step into the spotlight. Nini, Miss Jen said, that's why we are here tonight. Plus I have a 10 year old coupon for free sodas and nachos. 
Miss Jen left the girls at the table and went to the snack bar. Ricky's dad, Mike, was sitting at the bar and struck up a conversation. He tried to pretend he was waiting for someone, even though he wasn't. Miss Jen intrigued him. She seemed to be interested, too. She was coy and took the soda she ordered and headed to the back room. Like, that's it. This is like a dead Whole sprint. scenes of... Yes, whole scenes <laughs> of them flirting, and they're like, uh, yeah, and then they flirted a little, and then she went back. Uh, whatever. Oh, my goodness. Which is weird, because this is a series that has, like, an office-esque... You know, we're, yes, it's oh, yeah, I forgot to say it's a mockumentary. Yeah, it's a mockumentary show. Style where you show. Get a lot of like, I can't believe what's happening to me. You get sort of like, uh, what are the, uh, like in the moment, uh, talking head, like confessional interiority. So you think that would lend itself to a book? Yeah. It also feels markedly inferior to watching it, what you just described, because there's a, there's a dramatic irony to the scene where we know who the guy she's flirting with is. Yeah, but she does she not know, does it's, not know dad. it's her student's father. And so you're like, oh, this complicates existing dynamics. And in the book, they're like, Ricky's dad was there. She talked to him. Then it was good. And then they... And <laughs> it's like Coy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's something about Miss Jen. I, I just... Well, it, I've got, yeah, you've you've been really tripping up on Miss Jen. I've been texting Lee about Miss Jen. <laughs> First of all, you... you we all did theater, right? In some capacity in school. Yes. Did any did. of us go to a school where the person directing the plays wasn't also teaching academic classes? I think I mean, ours our was a drama teacher. teachers only taught theater. Fine. Yeah. Fine. But Great. they were yeah. teaching theater. But like Miss Jen, it seems like in season one, like I like Miss Jen, but like... She gets caught by uh, Mazera, who's like her rival. That's uh, they're obviously going to bone down at some point. Um, And he's like, I discovered that not only did you not have as prominent a role in High School Musical, the film, as you said, and in fact, your part was cut and isn't like it's it's like a deleted scene, but you also like aren't a real teacher <laughs> like you got this job on false pretenses and then there's a scene where she like brings him into the the theater and the, he sees all the kids singing and he's like this is good i'll let this happen but like is she just some lady and she doesn't teach classes she just comes in and directs the plays it feels psychotic yep. like if that's true then it doesn't matter that she's not a teacher so she must be teaching classes. I mean, as a person who hasn't watched the show, I'm sorry. She must be teaching she has classes an off office and everything. But yeah, we, then we it's a problem get... that she's teaching with no educational background. Right. Right. L- right. Okay. Leah, what's your read on this? Is Miss Jen just like a drifter? <laughs> she kind of is, because doesn't she? She fakes some stuff in her resume to get the job, mm-hmm. and they're about to fire her, and then the class bands together to sing a song about how much they love her and they're like oh okay (laughs) very common plot i feel like that happened on Anne with an e as well yeah the past though isn't it yeah but like what if we're nice to the teacher as a class collectively and everyone can't say no to our cute little faces there Mm -hmm. are two instances in my life where a teacher was either like visiting or whatever and they like they were supposed to leave the school and I, I twice I wrote like authorities and I was like the this this guy's great you should keep him or like have him back or something and both times different administrations both times somebody in the department was like he is not as easy to work with as you think 
I, I would like to call out something that has that is is from the episode and is also in the book that has bothered me ever since. Mm-hmm. Um, so Ricky, who is cast as Troy, wouldn't you believe it? Show up shows up to the audition late, and Carlos, the high school musical expert who is co-directing and choreographing with Miss Jen, doesn't want to let him sing because he says Troy would have arrived on time. No, he wouldn't. No, he wouldn't. I pinged that in the show, too. I was like, who? Carlos has never seen these movies. Yeah. Is that a fun reveal later when they're like, he he was lying? No. No. Apparently, well, he does say that he refused in the the pilot. He says he refused to watch uh, the sequels because he doesn't consider them canon. But then they refer to the sequels constantly throughout the series. So they gave up on that. And that's rude of him. So... Yeah, and also, like, in what world are those not canon? They, like, are totally in line with the first movie. Right? It's insane. Now, I've only watched the first season, but, Leah, you were saying, I was texting you about this, that the the mockumentary thing is never explained? It's never explained, but there there is a second documentary that's made in the third season. and, And then they joke about, there's, like, a meta joke. In the third season, a documentary crew comes in to film them, and they're all like, well, wait, that's weird. We didn't sign any releases. What do you mean there's a documentary about us? And it's a hilarious joke. Well, it's funny because also- I don't get it. The first season has the the actress who plays Martha just playing a person. And for those of us who like High School Musical, you're like, oh, that's Martha from High School Musical. Lucas Grabiel is in season two in a dream sequence. Season one. So that's a dream. Or season the end one. Of season one. What kind of dream sequence? They fuck. Not a sexy one. <laughs> Duh, I know that, but like, um, he's my guy, and I want to know what he's up Corbin to. Corbin Blue is just playing Corbin Blue, ironically playing him as an asshole because Corbin Blue, as I know from personal experience, is the nicest person in the entire world. So, I just I'm really excited for what they'll do in the fourth season. Like, what are the alt versions of these people that they're going to be playing? And yeah. I can't wait. And Zach Efron better yeah. be there or I'm quitting the world. He will. He will. The fourth season, um, the, the East High kids of the series are participating in a High School Musical cast reunion with the movie cast. If this doesn't culminate in a High School Musical for the reunion, I'll be mad. Yeah, but it feels like it won't because this is like this is what Seinfeld did, right? Like it, oh, the in, Curb episode. Yeah, and they had a mm-hmm. whole season of Curb Your Enthusiasm about making a Seinfeld reunion, and they like said essentially, "This is because we don't actually want to do it." So it's like but instead don't you of think we'll that get high some school musical is coming from a different place. No, where everybody might want to do it. I don't know. High School Musical the series, the musical the series, was like here's our main character Nini. She's gonna probably not be in the fourth season. Like, may I clarify like, a point? Does she sure. graduate and therefore is not in the show anymore? No, she just goes no. on an adventure with uh. her family to California and meets her dad, who is like Jesse Tyler Ferguson or something. Okay. Yeah. Question can, two: Her name sh- is Nini with an Nini. N with N's. Yes, that's because her name is Nina. But when she was in kindergarten, Ricky couldn't pronounce Nina, and he said Nini, and it stuck. Okay, yeah, they smashed. I just want to make sure I wasn't mishearing. <laughs> yeah. I don't Nini. think anyone's smashing in the musical. The- no, they're barely allowed to say that they're gay. <laughs> it's a whole. I remember thing. you talking about that. <laughs> 
like explicitly I, gay characters who can't say I'm gay. The gay characters the are gay, they though. They characters, don't they? Yes. Oh, well, the third season really blew the door open on bisexuality in a major way. No, <laughs> well, they, so there's so there's Seb. There is a sweet little dummy named Seb. He's barely a character who, in the first season, but is a big one in the second. Yes, like. yes. Um, he is cast as Sharpay because Miss Jen is progressive. Sure. But then um, he doesn't have a Ryan. That's always bothered me. Yeah, Ryan is just some guy. Like, yeah. It's not a character in the series, the, the person that plays Ryan. So much Ryan um, disrespect. What's up with that? I know. So. Infuriating. He is cast as Sharpay. And then one day he's like rehearsing his choreography with Carlos, the choreographer. And Carlos asks him to go to homecoming. And he says, you mean you would dance with me in front of the non theater kids like, that's how they put it like so their euphemism for gay is theater kid yes Got it. well and it, it gets it gets worse in the second season he'll say stuff like well you know me and carlos there aren't another other there aren't a lot of other kids at our school that watch rupaul's drag race it's literally wow and then in in the in the second season there's also a storyline where carlos goes on spring break and seb's like looking at his insta and he's getting jealous but he doesn't say he's jealous he says it's like he's taking a lot of pictures with these very photogenic men (laughs) and i i just don't i'm a little worried about it oh my gosh can't say hot can't say handsome Leah, you can spoil. What? You can spoil parts of the series for me. Is okay. At the end of season one, which plays a, a big part into my remaining book, I have to talk about that. Nini is like yes. maybe gonna go to like performing arts school and like, oh, all her friends. That with plot line, I can't. It's yeah, not, that's Very not upsetting. how they get her out, right? <laughs> no, no, she's okay. there for like three episodes and comes back. She's she there for like yeah. She's there out. She's there for two episodes. It's too hard for her. Mm. She's challenged by art school and has to go back to being a big fish in a little pond. Whoa. (laughs) The worst kind of girl. It's really upsetting. That is not the route to take with that. And Miss Jen and Miss Jen encourages her to do so. It's awful. Miss Jen's a villain. That's really bad. And Hannah, you're aware of the behind the scenes of this show, right? I actually Olivia and the main boy date and then break up. And it's a whole thing? I would like to say something. Let Andrew say something. Which is that the first season of this show is about how Olivia Rodrigo went to... Okay, so this is the setup for like the the very beginning of the series. She's like about to go to summer camp and she's dating a little skinny man. And the little skinny man is nice. And she's like, I love you. And he can't say it back. And yep. they essentially are like on a break when she goes to summer camp or something, and she meets a different boy who's like a little hunkier and tall. And uh, what's that guy's name? EJ. And EJ. And EJ is also like a theater kid, so they're like sort of they they're they're in this world together. He's cast as Harold Hill in The Music Man. Mm-hmm. This is key. There is the. But he world. doesn't go to her high school. He does. Okay, got it. The- but he's a couple years older than her. Hot. The main yeah. tension of season one is that uh, she is caught between these two men. It's like 
the 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 man she was with before obviously has his flaws didn't say i love you but the new guy she like doesn't know him that well she's getting to know him maybe he's not so great uh why did i bring this up what were we talking about the backstage the, backstage. the real the real oh, life couple I have no clue which of them she actually dated <laughs> oh it's, it's ricky it's ricky, ricky. Josh Bassett. it's a little scrawny guy little little scrawny guy oh and i he, thought for sure it'd be the he, hunkatron did he cheat on her or did he just start the hunkatron yeah allegedly he was sabrina he was like cheating on her with sabrina carpenter um she wrote a whole album about it she wrote an album about it and he got death threats because you know teenage fans of people very normal don't mind yeah very quick to say kill yourself pippin (laughs) um (laughs) i got that reference it's it's the best one of the best references of all time hands down Um, as we know I think they're fine. They're they're cordial now, but yeah, I that, thought there well, was. I was curious in in the show. I was like looking at scenes closely in the second and yes. third season. I'm like, are they it CGIing happened... each other into the scenes? Like the are they first ha- the first half of the second season, I think all was well, or they had like broken up, but it was fine because like the song hadn't come out yet. The second part of the second season is when they kind of avoid putting them in the same room. Am I incorrect? I might be, and we can cut this. But am I incorrect that, like, after Olivia Rodrigo becomes, like, famous for an album that's basically trashing this guy, that it turns out that there was some, like, sexuality-related or, like, or like gender identity-related murkiness? That also did happen. Joshua Bassett, at one point, was on, like, a, a live or something. And he said something very vague and offhanded about how Harry Styles was hot. And I guess that was his coming out. And then kind of like people made a very big deal about that. And then everything he did for the next week or two, people said was queer baiting. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Everything. And so then, 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 (laughs) then later, I think he's like, uh, yeah, I don't, uh, uh, bye. Um, so yeah. May I ask a question? Yes. So yes, please. are Troy and Gabriella, right? The Olivia and this other boy, right? So when did uh-huh. they put on the show wherein they would have to be on stage together kissing as Troy and Gabriella? At the end of the first end of the season. end okay. of season one. So the breakup doesn't affect the performance no. of no. the musical. But then they're doing- uh, no, the real life breakup doesn't affect the performance of High School Musical and High School Musical Musical Series. Good. Many other things do. Right. However, it. it is one of the most chaotic. Uh, theater performances ever put to the small but screen. But they do is, eventually is... put on the show? Yes. Yeah, and well, do we get to see it? They're changing Parts. cast members in between. The, I'm yeah, gonna I, watch I this think show two, actually. I, I'm, yeah. We do need to push ready forward, for some but... We do need <laughs> Sorry, to push forward, guys. but I will say one of I'm the things... I'm so hungry. One of the things that happens during the show is that someone who was supposed to play a character but then thought they had to like move or some shit shows up halfway through and they're like, you can just yep. play the character for the second half of the real performance. Deranged. Yep. Um, wow. Okay. It's Funny. also deranged that in the second and third season, instead of just doing High School Musical 2 and 3, they do Beauty and the Beast and Frozen. That is crazy. That Good is job, crazy. Disney, being like, we own them. Let's do them. Yep. They should oh, do Newsies. It'd be so cute. Aww. Aww. Leah, why don't you tell us about okay. the Wonder Studies? So the wonder studies. So, okay. So there, there's that novelization. And then there are a series of shorter books that focus on a couple of characters. There's one about the leads, uh, Ricky and Nini. 
And I read the one about the wonder studies, EJ and Gina. EJ is the hunky guy that Nini is dating. And then Gina is the girl that moves away and comes back mid-performance. We were just talking about Gina is um, a pretty clever character. I think her thing is that her mom works for FEMA. And so she moves a lot because they have to travel to the sites of like different disasters. So already she's got that connection with Gabriella. So she relates to her. Um, but she's also a very, very talented dancer and singer. So she is presented as this Sharpay type of figure, um, especially because she is cast as um, Gabriella's understudy. EJ is cast as Troy's understudy. And she's feeling a little like maybe I should cause some mischief and try to get the part that I deserve. Um, so this, this book is, is free form. It focuses on just the two of them. It switches point of views. It actually starts, it takes place all pretty much during that homecoming episode that I was just talking about. Um, it's all about flirting at the bowling alley. Yep. Um, so it starts from the perspective of Carlos, who, as I said, asked Seb to the dance and Seb is not there and he's nervous and he actually refers to him as his date, um, which is huge. Um, and then Carlos is like, oh, who just walked in? Is that EJ and Gina? Fascinating. I didn't know they were a thing. And so then alternates point of views, one chapter, EJ, one chapter, Gina, they talk about um how they got here why they're at the dance together um ej thinks back to camp when he was meeting nini and doing the music man with her it's very short but very lovely what puts this one over over the top for you because you, you expressed that this one was a lot better than the novelization it's um, hang on. Um, it sounds like it actually has a concept behind it and some thought. Yes, it has. It has a a structure. I'm trying to find a good. Okay. Yes. So there's a whole chapter where Gina talks about her obsession with YouTube. Um. So here, I'll just read. So. She, and different different YouTubers that she follows. They're all, they're made up, but she goes, okay. My next YouTube obsession was knitting for beginners. One of my mom's coworkers got her a basket of yarn and needles as a going away present. When I searched for knitting instructions on YouTube, a long list popped up. There was something about Granny Jeannie that made me click on her video. She was an older woman who used hot pink needles and an electric blue yarn in her knitting tutorial. So already we're using descriptive language, which the other book did not. <laughs> Maybe it was her Southern accent or just her mellow attitude, but I found her very comforting. In about 15 minutes, I'm, I was on my way to knitting my first hat. I know this sounds weird, but Chef Sam and Granny Jeannie were always there for me when I came home from school. No matter what town we moved to, I could count on them. Like... I'm empathizing with her. Yeah. I'm learning more about this character that I didn't get from watching the show. It's delightful. Um, do I have a good EJ quote? Oh, EJ does go. Oh, I, <laughs> I just highlighted this because EJ has a cousin named Ashlyn. Ashlyn plays Miss Darbus in High School Musical. She's also another one of the songwriters in the group. So she's a little bit Kelsey, too. Um, 
And in the first season, I thought that those two actors had sizzling chemistry. And EJ lo and, and behold, cousin? yes, yeah, yeah. you know what? <laughs> that happens it. on Disney Channel a lot. And lo and behold, I could tell from the way Ashlyn was nodding and speaking in a low voice that she was consoling Carlos. My cousin is everyone's best friend. She has a way of making everyone, including me, feel better. Ashlyn has always been there for me. Our fathers are brothers and live in the same town. So we grew up in each other's houses. Uh, when we were little, we bonded over theater and performing. We would put on shows for our parents, singing and dancing. Ashlyn wrote the songs. And we would hide out in her basement practicing while our parents visited. After dinner, it was showtime. Our performances were legendary. So that was great for me. <laughs> Loved that. Um, yes. So while it does, I, I initially picked this book because EJ and Gina become a couple, spoiler alert, uh, in, in later seasons. But they were just pretending yes. to, to make people jealous in season what? one. I've yep. never seen that happen Hot. in a romantic movie. I know. Um, and so I thought the book would give me more insight on that, but it, it doesn't. EJ is really thinking about Nini for that whole first book. Bless his little heart. Um, Gina describes a couple of scenes that she has with Ricky. Um, so maybe they did. I, clearly the writer did not know that that was the plan for later seasons, but that's fine. Um, earlier in the episode, you said that this book determines that one of these people is good and one of these people is bad. Yeah, who's the good? And then yes. the TV the show does something different. Yes. expand on that. I'm so curious. Okay. Well, Hannah, hang I can't on. wait to How get all I? these texts from you about HSMT. MTS. Yeah, you got get get ready for a group chat. It's about to pop <laughs> off. Okay, so here we go. Um, I'll read an EJ passage. Uh, so there's a, a long plot line about how EJ gets Ashlyn to steal Nini's phone and then erases a voicemail that Ricky left for her. Mm. So she never gets, she never hears him like apologize. It's a, it's a drama. Um, so EJ, this is EJ's attempt at growth. Okay. So maybe I did have to apologize to Nini for invading her privacy and deleting the message. Maybe. But I still didn't really regret it. I regretted that she broke up with me over it though. It was one thing to be Ricky's understudy, but it was another to lose Nini and to lose her to Ricky. I wasn't about to let that happen without a fight. If that meant stealing her phone or taking Gina to the homecoming dance, I was going to do that. Um, hang on. Let me skip to the end. As we took our final bows that night, I soaked in the applause and grinned at Nini. This was definitely more than summer showmance. We were both going to start the new school year at East High, and I had a really good feeling that we would both get the leads in the fall musical. It was going to be the perfect start of a se perfect senior year, or so I had thought. I finally got out of my car after a disastrous... Wait, when is this? Oh, this is still homecoming. I'm so sorry. Um, the performance he's talking about was the music man. Okay. So now he's back at homecoming. I finally got out of my car after a disastrous homecoming night and walked up the driveway to my house. I couldn't help feeling sad. I guess my big plans for senior year were going to have to change. I have to stop feeling sorry for myself and start playing to win. After all, I was EJ Caswell and I was no wonder study. <laughs> Villainous. <laughs> Villainous. Whereas EJ, EJ in the later seasons becomes a team player. In the third season, he's forced to direct a show. And 
it's very it it sort of villainizes him but i think it's extremely unfair because i have directed shows and i know how especially with young performers how difficult that can be <laughs> or even performers that are your peers like i directed shows in college and people almost started a mutiny against me that doesn't oh, yeah, sound yeah, yeah it was rough <laughs> yeah, yeah well I can use EJ to, to bust into my last book here. So uh, in the spirit of the other two books I read, High School Musical, the musical, the series, The Road Trip, is something that exists firmly between these two seasons, season one and season two, and is very afraid to do anything. It is a, a, a book about how right after the show that ends the first season concludes, they realize... There is a high school musical convention at a city like six hours away, and they have to get there. So Miss Jen like pushes through every permission slip, whatever, just like really quickly. And there's there's certain drama about like, you know, certain people in couples can't come, certain can come. Obviously, all the ones that can't come end up showing up at the end. But EJ, let's talk about EJ. In the first season, EJ what does is in- EJ stand for? Who knows? Okay. Oh, that's revealed in the third season, and I don't want to tell you. I want you to discover that organically. Okay, thank you. EJ, in the first season, is the boyfriend of Nini, and then becomes like a little villainous, and then she switches back to liking her original boyfriend who couldn't say I love you, who can now say I love you, and EJ comes out smelling pretty well because he takes it really well, and he's very like selfless, and he's like, I get it. I'm, you know, This isn't my story. This book doesn't know what to do with him, so they just make him a wide-eyed doe who's super nice. And so basically the entire book is like, he, for some reason, decides he's not going to go on the bus to get to this convention. He's going to drive his own car, but he can't have anybody come with him because having someone come with him would mean, uh, you know, extra permission slips or whatever. So he decides that he's going to essentially, like, um, just go on his own and have, like, a, an experience of, of self-discovery. And we get a bunch of EJ Instagram posts. It's, it's formatted this way. Uh, this is the first one. Uh, it says, EJ With here. With photographs? Nope. Just okay. just the text. Uh, <clears throat> Maybe this isn't the one I want. There's one where he's basically like, I'm going to be driving alone, but it's time for me to figure out who I really am. And it doesn't really happen because he gets to the convention before everybody else because their van like breaks down and they get delayed. This is a very stressful book, I have to say, because it's about them trying to go to this convention really last minute. And most of the characters miss most of the convention. And it's a lot of them being like, Oh no, it's 4 p.m. now. That means we can't meet Lucas Grabeel. And it's like, you, it just really feels like I am late for something reading the book. And I'm like feeling opportunities <laughs> slip away. So that stressed me out a lot. Okay, he's on his, uh, his journey driving alone. It says, EG, EJ checking in with an update regarding our journey. Actual and spiritual. Remember I mentioned a road trip to Wyoming? That's right, Insta Buddies. We're going to High School Musical, The Musical, The Convention this weekend. Now for the good news. I'm driving myself. I can drive my own car to Wyoming. I'm 18 now. Full, unrestricted license. <clears throat> no more school van for me. This is now a genuine road trip. 
And there ain't no road trip like an E.J. Caswell road trip. Because an E.J. Caswell road trip don't stop. Kind of hate this guy. Kind of love him. <laughs> the plot uh, with Nini and whatever her... I can't remember the scrawny guy's name. What's his name? Ricky. Ricky. Even I knew that and I haven't watched the show yet. The plot with them is really bad and poorly thought through. So <laughs> the writer is tasked with having Nini know that she's probably going to go to this dramatic arts school. And she's like weighing it. Should I go? Should I not? I love Ricky, blah, blah, blah. Because that's the tension that season one ends with. But the book can't resolve it. So no. the plot is that Nini wants to go to this convention. And, and here's the passage. She wants to do something really nice for Ricky so that even if it is goodbye, they have like a nice memory. Maybe, Nini says, at the convention, I could do something like get him a special gift. You know, he's told me how High School Musical will always hold a special place in his heart because of how it helped us to get back together. So at the convention, there are going to be original cast members, right? Maybe I can get them to sign a program or something and give it to him as a memento of the show to show him how important he is to me and how special the show is to us both. And they decide this is a good idea, which seems like a gross misreading of the Ricky character to me. Leah, what do you think? Wait, what did she decide on? She's going to take a program to this convention and go get meet a bunch of original cast members and have them sign the program and give it to Ricky as a gift. Yeah, he doesn't care about her exactly. that much. Yeah. Though they do reference in my books that they got each other little gifts that say freaky callback boy and freaky math girl, which is cute, but he is not a convert at all. It, it really reads like Nini is like mis misinterpreting what he's into and kind of putting too much of her taste onto him and to the book's credit yeah. when she gives it at the end, he is like, it would mean more to me if you signed this, which is sweet. But it's also like the, th the nice. thing he's not saying is like, I don't care. <laughs> I really don't care that much. <laughs> we got a bunch of uh, chapters that are like lists of Miss Jen's like tips on doing things. And they basically uh, amount to how she's like conning people into letting her do outrageous things with students, which is kind of fun. Mm -hmm. That's a nice running thread. Yeah. I like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Here's another uh, EJ post. EJ here, coming right at you from Wyoming. Little known fact. Hell yeah. Wyoming is the last state alphabetically. Another one of those tomorrow. I've stopped for one final quick break on my way to high school musical, the musical, the convention. Hence the terrible lighting. Sorry. Between the snow outside and the fluorescent overheads in here, it's not exactly insta-worthy. Anyway, I had a lot of time on the drive to do some thinking. I've realized a few things on the way. Sometimes I hear people talk about going on a journey somewhere to find themselves. I never really got that, because I never felt lost. But there's something that traveling alone, there's something about traveling alone that makes me wonder. It, he keeps saying he's had epiphanies, we never get them. Uh, he shows up to the convention early and accidentally goes to like a yoga convention by accident. But then he realizes it almost immediately. And he's like, oh, I was at the wrong convention. And I was like, is that supposed to be a joke? Very strange. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I don't know. This book really spins its wheels super hardcore, and at the end, it's like we're not resolving anything with the Nini-Ricky stuff, and EJ, I mean, to his credit, 
when people can't come. So, for example, like Big Red has to work at the pizza shop, so he can't come to the convention. But then it turns out he can, so EJ goes and picks him up. EJ picks multiple people up, like, at a halfway point to get them to the convention. He basically spends a lot of his weekend, like, being selfless, which is interesting, but I did wonder, is this the direction the show goes? Is EJ just an angel forever? No. No. <laughs> uh, I mean, a little, a little bit. He's, he's got a big, he becomes a daddy issues type of character. Okay. Where his big thing is like pushing against what his father wants for his future. And then, I don't know, you would ha- with the third season where he has to direct the camp product, they go to camp in the third season, and he's directing the camp production of Frozen. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they try to paint him as, as villainous-ish, but they, I don't think they commit to it hard enough. And also, I like the character by that point. And also, I agree that he's under a lot of stress and he should be forgiven. So if he, you know, if he doesn't have time to do fun camp things, yeah, he doesn't have time to do them. They're making him do all the blocking for this show when he's 18 years old. <laughs> I think the, I'm uh, going to love him. Yeah, you're going to love him. Yeah. The, the only two details I'll hit before I get out of here is there's two things about the convention that are funny. First of all, they go to a dance rehearsal that's literally just about the bet on it dance. And there's like all these bits of like astroturf around this conference room. And they're like, go be your own Troy and dance around this little square of astroturf. And everyone in the book thinks it's very cool. And I, the reader, was like, this is deeply sad. Like I'm imagining it under like fluorescent lighting. And there's like all these dudes just off in their own corner doing the moves. Then there's one where they go in to uh, learn, like, it's like a singing part of the convention, and they discover, essentially, that the instructor is having them learn a B-side from High School Musical, which they determine is just a song he wrote that he's trying to slip through. (laughs) Though there is a B-side from High School Musical. Well, this book very explicitly says that this is not a real one. So. Did you guys ever attend theater conventions in high school? No. Uh, I attended one as an employee of a licensing house in Denver called Thezcon. Mm. Yeah, I went to at least one in high school that was like partially like, here's how to audition, and partially like, there's college scouts here, and partially like, present something that your school did. Yeah. And I remember finding it stressful and un- unpleasant. This place had workshops and I mean, there were colleges I wasn't familiar with because they were from like Wyoming and Utah and Colorado, Mm -hmm. but they were there. But the most memorable moment was a person in a blow up Pikachu costume with a sign that said free hugs. I said, Mm -hmm. that is high school theater energy. Mm -hmm. People just want to hug. Andrew Marco, in the format Mm -hmm. of the authorized crumb, you can only say whether you hard or soft recommend or do not recommend a thing. Would you hard or soft recommend or do not recommend the stories from East High number two, Wildcat Spirit? I would say a soft do not recommend, though I feel like I read a better book. Probably not not worth it if you don't really deep dive into novelizations like we do. Uh, Andrew Overby, in the, the in <laughs> hard recommend or do not and soft? or um, This would be a soft do not recommend on both uh, of the stories from these high books i didn't love them 
I didn't love them. They were very trivial, and as I sort of alluded to earlier, felt like a kid wrote them. What's high stakes? Uh, I don't know. Your poem goes in I'll the tell newspaper. You what's high stakes. Spirit Week. Spirit yeah. Week is high stakes. <laughs> Hannah Blackman. Hard or soft recommend for High School Musical All Access. Uh, soft recommend if you're into High School Musical. Leah Marilla Thomas. Hard or soft <laughs> recommend for the novelization of season one of the show. Um, that's going to be a hard do not recommend. It's a very brave thing to do, and I appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, same question, but for the Wonder Studies. <laughs> That'll be a soft recommend. Soft recommend. I love it. And if and you know if you there's a child that likes the show, that'd be an okay gift. <laughs> I would be embarrassed to give them the novelization, but I would not be embarrassed to give them the wonder. Giving studies. it to a child and being like, the 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 writers and directors are all credited. Yeah, <laughs> isn't that interesting? Isn't that respectful? <laughs> and uh, over be hi. High School Musical, the musical of the series, the book, The Road Trip, hard, soft, recommend, do not recommend. Soft, do not recommend. I, it's a 200-plus <laughs> page book, and it just spins its wheels. But uh, too long. Yeah, there's, there's, there, they also are very sparing with the, um, with the celebrities in a way I found really funny, where it was like, why are you not including Corbin Bloom or he's not really there. You don't really need him to show up. There's a scene where the van breaks down and, like, uh, some guy walks by as they're fixing it, and is like, "Hey, you know, hope hope that gets better for you." And then uh, Miss Jen is like, "I think that was Lucas Grabeel," and it's like, "Why didn't you just have a scene with him? It's not him. It's a book." Really weird. I can't get over how disrespectful of Ryan these books sound. I'm devastated. Oh well, uh, Hannah, maybe you'll feel better to know that he shows up later in the book to say that was me at the rest stop. Oh, thank God. Thank God. To our listeners, please remember to rate our podcast, review it, and subscribe to it. Tell your friends, and visit our Patreon, patreon.com slash authorized pod. And, as usual, I'm going to give you a crumb, because it's a crumb. The crumb will lead you to the next crumb. That's crumbs. I don't have one. Good times. Okay, this is called Crunch Time. Can you tell the future of East High? Look at how handsome so he is. So one of, he's so handsome, Zac Efron. <laughs> I've got a, a, a clean-shaven and a mustachioed photo, and he's, he's really slaying both. I don't feel like the mustachioed is a look he's done very often, though. It's so cute, though. Here's the concept. In Stories from East High, number four, Crunch Time, one of the major plots is that the characters have to attend, I think, a Halloween event. Uh, and at the Halloween event, you're supposed to dress up as what you imagine your profession will be when you are an adult. I am going to show you people, the characters you are familiar with, and you are going to tell me 
what they dressed up as. Do up we have first, to say our name to guess. Yeah, you have to buzz in with your first name. Up first, and of course, it's not just a guess out of nowhere. Here is a word bank. <laughs> oh, Andrew. Andrew, would you read all the options before you guess? Because sure. these are the options we stick with for the whole game. Oh. Chef, which is capitalized. Dentist, <laughs> firefighter, <laughs> DNA helix, no costume, fan of the opera, snake charmer, POTUS, Vivian Lee. Uh, you know, I, I have it down to two. I'm going to say no costume or, or dentist, but I'm going to go with dentist. Andrew Marco, you would be mistaken. Hannah. <gasps> Hannah The Black. answer is, of course, DNA helix. The answer is, of course. Gabriella is a DNA scientist. Helix. Yes, yeah, there's like, a, a plot in this book that I'm... teeth. Yeah, that's... Who can argue with that? Uh, <laughs> She's more ambitious a, than that. There, There is a uh, a plot point in this book where she wants to dress up as a scientist, but she's worried that it'll be, like, uncute or unglamorous, and Sharpay is like, let's, you know, come at it from a different perspective, and they decide to dress her up as a DNA helix. A sexy DNA with- helix? Just a DNA helix, not like sexy, but like, you know, it's it's better than just a lab coat, I think is the idea. But a, a funny little wrinkle is that she does have to teach Sharpay what a DNA helix is first. Wow. Okay, up next, which, this is of course uh, Sharpay Evans herself, which profession did she dress up as? Hannah. Hannah Black. I'm going to jump on all of these. Vivian Lee. She, of course, is Vivian Lee specifically in Gone with the Wind. Yeah, I was going to say, what is she doing, streetcar? <laughs> I never win at these games, so I'm going to win already, at this game. But the thing is, I could probably tell you, based on this list, who other people dress up as. Well, jump in faster, Andrew. Yeah. Okay. If you want to win, jump Black in faster. Man. Learn to say your own name with lightning speed. Up next. Andrew. <laughs> Marco. Fan of the opera for Ryan. Yes, this is, of course, Ryan Evans. Uh, Doesn't feel like a dance-heavy he enough role for him. Has dressed up as Phantom of the Opera in a... I included a very JPEG-heavy photo. <laughs> See, I would have guessed that for Chad, because he's got that line in the movie about how... about Michael Crawford as a weight loss goal. Yeah. One of, um, one of the nuttiest lines in that movie. Wow, you're really assuming that I remember that. And I appreciate it. <laughs> remember, Andrew saw this I for realized the first time for the podcast. <laughs> increasingly, increasingly, I, re- I realized reading these books that because I watched the TV series recently, I like only remember the TV series. Up next. Andrew. Which costume? Well, what character is this that we're looking this at, This is Marco? Zac Efron as Troy Troyington Bolton. Uh-huh. I'm going to say he dresses up as a firefighter. You would be mistaken. <gasps> Did not have a costume. Hannah. Hannah Blackman. No costume. Troy Bolton does not don a costume because he's he has such a difficult character. choice about his future. He can't know. He can't decide. The, yes, exactly. And in my opinion, not choosing a costume for a costume event is an act of deep cowardice. <laughs> Because it's better to make a commitment than to have, like, analysis paralysis and be like, I could have been something better for Halloween. But they, of course, spin it in this book like it's this victory. Where it's like, he decided he didn't want to pigeonhole his future. He's just going to be himself. Look into those beautiful baby blues. Yeah, he turned down Vivian Lee. Um, (laughs) Up next. Hannah. 
Andrew Marco. I gotta talk oh! to him. I knew this when I saw the word. It's Taylor McKessie. She's POTUS. Yeah, she's the president of the United States, the first female president. Good for her. Yeah, still I mean, time. still time you for know the what? fourth season to be that. This really made me think. I was like, maybe the 2016 election was good because now she can still get this. <laughs> Great. Up next, this person. Hannah, Hannah who are we looking at? Chef. <laughs> it's Zeke, who loves to bake. He's a chef. So this is so this is a thing we're supposed to know. Yes. Okay. Yes, he loves he to loves bake. To watch bake. Any of these movies, Andrew? Boy, do I have a page I, in my book to show you. you. Marco, as a as a guy who watches a lot of movies and reads almost as many movie novelizations, I I just find that nothing stays in my head anymore. <laughs> you need to revisit these immediately. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Get this into your anyway, blood, like the rest of us. He's a chef. Uh, Marco won. By at least a point or two. <sighs> Great times. 